Hello, hello, beautiful people. I'm Haley. I'm your guide to love. Welcome back. This podcast is all about holistic health, sacred sexuality, and spirituality. I have Carlin Costa here. She's a clinical sexologist, registered psychotherapist. Welcome. Yeah. Hi. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This is so exciting. Yes, definitely. I just love your energy and everything that you're about. And tell everybody a little bit more about you. So uh, I'm Carlin Costa, the Everyday Goddess, a clinical sexologist and psychotherapist. And I work with men and women, primarily right now with women though, in helping them empower their intimate lifestyles and really build um, sustaining and lasting relationships with themselves uh, primarily and then with other people. So yeah, so I help women become the goddess that they desire to be and help them do the work and go through the steps of really embracing that divine feminine, that sacred feminine, um, and what that means and what that looks like in terms of um, embracing the woman that they really are. Mm, Yes. So what do you think prevents women from tapping into that? Everything. <laughs> yeah, life. Uh, life is present is right, and like, and I say that um, half serious, to be honest with you, because when you think about it, and I love that this podcast is all about everything uh, sacred and divine and spiritual, because I can talk about some of this stuff, and you guys will get it, uh, which is really nice. So. Um, you know, up until the last little bit, we have been in this high state, you know, this kind of patriarchal, um, hyper masculine kind of state, right? And that's not to say that masculine, like masculine energy is very beautiful and we need it and it's balanced, but I just feel like we have been in that kind of aroused state for a really long time of of that hyper masculinity. And now we are being called to really embrace our femininity, which is why you're seeing things like, like the me too movement happening, right? Which is why you're seeing things like women getting louder, which is why you're also seeing a lot of men getting pissed off at women. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and, and it being much more tumultuous in terms of uh, navigating kind of the, the gender, you know, the, the fights between genders, you know what I mean? And, and what is reasonable and what isn't. Um, so I really think that one of the reasons why women haven't been able to tap into kind of their divine feminine and, and, and balance that in their lives is because we've been in such a high state of that masculine of go, go, go that forward motion, right. That, consistently moving, um, intense kind of very logical, rational energy that we've kind of fallen away from our divine feminine and men and women. So it's not just women, but women and men are really finding a call, especially through this, like this, this pandemic that we're all, you know, we're globally living through right now are really finding a call to come back to meeting her and to being okay with her and see, and knowing that she is, is serving you in all of the ways and in ways that you didn't anticipate were going to be really powerful. And I think that's what it is. Women often dis- we dismiss our power and that's the problem. That has been the, I think the 
the for me in my work, the largest barrier that I see with women being able to tap into their divine feminine, into their sacred femininity. And it is a denial of our power. Mm. Okay. I love that you said that though, because, okay, are you mm -hmm. saying the fact that uh, so if a woman's denying her power, dismissing it, does that mean that she's saying, that, oh, you know, my pleasure doesn't matter. I'm just going to fake an orgasm. Maybe I'll stay in this career even though I hate it like that. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Right. We're faking orgasms. We're having sex with the wrong partners, with the partners that we know are going to hurt us and break our hearts. Right. Mm -hmm. We're staying we're getting married and staying in long-term relationships that do not actually fulfill us, um, fulfill us in terms of growth, but that sustain us at a state of stagnation. Um, we're also doing things like looking at ourselves and forgetting to connect with ourselves in the mirror with ourselves, right? Saying, I love you, but then also allowing that to manifest into really unhealthy behavior. So whether that's things like, not moving your body and accepting movement medicine into your life versus the hyper arousal of too much, right? And having to fit into this ideal of what the standard of beauty is, right? Um, so I, I really see that in a variety, right? So some people are like working out too much and some people aren't working out enough or, you know what I mean? Or we're, you know, we're having really weird relationships with food and with our bodies and with, you know, how we, um, celebrate ourselves, right? So it is exactly that. Mm. Yeah, I love that you say that though, because um, I'm sure you talk with people like this too. Like I have people reach out to me and they tell me they're in sexless relationships and it's been happening for years. Yeah. Have you ever been in a sexless relationship, Haley? Um, I was in, well, it kind of led to this work actually. <laughs> we were still having yeah. sex even though it was awful. That was in 2017. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't, yeah, so I've been in, it wasn't fulfilling. <laughs> yeah. So I've been in both a sexless and an unfulfilling relationship. Um, and it taught me a lot of compassion um, with my patients in terms of understanding the emotional state of mind. And, and it, it you know, for those of us who, who have done the work and who have, you know, are healing and are waking up every day and tackling our traumas or our addictions or our whatever, you know, even just, you know, just accepting our happiness for crying out loud, right? Like just those of us who are doing that work, right? We can see that. We can see people who are in these sexless, um, numbed relationships and be like, just choose something differently, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, and as a person who has been in that relationship, I was in a relationship. So one of the big um, ignite, ign things that ignited my life was this long-term relationship. I wrote my book about it. So I'm also a best-selling author. I wrote a book called love the women's guide to not fucking settling, um, mm -hmm. which is really great. Um, and the main relationship that I talk about in that book is this like big relationship that I had that ended up like, it didn't start this way, right? We don't usually tend to stay in relationships that start off shitty. We mm -hmm. stay in the shitty ones. We don't start in the shitty ones. Right. Um, that became, you know, numbing and that became sexless and disconnected. And having that experience really taught me, but is also what propelled me and ignited me to this next level, to this kind of next chapter of full acceptance, 
right? You know, it's, it's that same idea that sometimes we have to be at the bottom of the pit in order to come back up. But yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Well, no, I saw your before and after and it's similar to mine. Your before and after mm-hmm. picture. So I think that, yes, you're right. Yes. I do think it's so, so important to have compassion with those people. I mean, I talked to this one man and he is such a sweet guy. But his wife and him have been years just really struggling sexually and emotionally in their relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's just having compassion for yourself because there's just so many layers to that. So many layers to that, right? And when we are supporting you know, our patients with that, there is something to be said to pushing people to say shit or get off the pot, mm-hmm. right? I think that there is something to be said for that because I don't think the way in which I work as a therapist anyway, I always have to preface all my therapy sessions, especially with new people to be like, so I'm not your typical therapist, right? Like I'm going to call you out on your shit. We're going to swear in therapy and I'm going to get real with you. And like, really we're going to look at the choices that we have made, which have brought us to this point that we are calling life. And So it's interesting. So there's something to be said for that. And then there's something to be said for that, you know, that kind of compassion of like, well, let's work through it. Let's unlayer and unravel and do, you know, the deep healing layer by layer work. Um, But really what it all comes down to, to be honest with you, is motivation. That's what it all comes down to. Because if you are holding on to, if you are in a sexless relationship, right? Because I don't often find that it's loveless. I often find that they are more sexless. Like there's love there. They may not be in love with each other anymore, mm-hmm. but they do very much still love the person um, at, at some level, at some layer, right? Uh, but why we stay in those uninspired relationships all comes down to motivation. And when we are faced with the stagnation of our own motivation, it can be really difficult to bring motivation and shift into your relationships. Which is why when I work with people and if they're in, you know, a relationship like that, one, like one of the first things I, I do and I say to them is like, so I'm going to get you strong so that we can bring that energy to your relationship and try and reinvigorate it and see if there is anything left. Because if you're both broken and you keep coming together, right, and you're not speaking the same language, you're not understanding each other, right? You might be saying the Mm -hmm. exact same thing, but speaking two different emotional languages, right? Then what's going on here? I had actually this really great conversation with a patient this week. And he said to me, he's like, you know, I got into my marriage knowing, standing at the altar, right, in front of my family, in front of my friends, in front of God, and God got us. And I stood there knowing, and in my heart, I said, I know that this relationship isn't going to change, is going to change. I know that I am going to grow in the next 60 years with you, mm-hmm. right? And when I made this commitment, that's what I committed to. I didn't commit to the happiness and the young and the vibrancy that I see before me. I did. That was a part of it. But I also committed to the bullshit. I also committed to the growth of this relationship. And I said to him, I said, well, the growth of that relationship is dependent on your own personal growth. So until people start to make that connection, 
They're going to stay in these stagnant relationships, these loveless, sexless, disconnected spaces. Oh, that's just my professional opinion. Mm, well, I love that. Okay, so from what you're saying, you're saying that people need to commit to their own growth, their own yeah. healing, their own evolution to then come together and have that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, because that's one thing I've noticed is, you know, I look back on that person that we were really struggling sexually, but this is also, you know, I take full responsibility for the fact that I was looking at him and saying, hey, why am I not having an orgasm? What's yeah. going on here? You know? And so that yeah. kind of led to me, not kind of, it did lead to me doing this work. So I think that yeah. it's about, you know, I think some people just outgrow each other and then the other person never catches up to the growth. Yeah. Yeah, Totally. Totally. Right. And, you know, from the sacred science perspective, right. Uh, we get with people, people come into our lives for a reason, a season, a lesson or a blessing. Mm -hmm. So just because you marry someone and you committed to wanting to spend the rest of your life with them, doesn't mean the universe doesn't have another plan. Right. And not only does it not mean that the universe doesn't have another plan, but you get to choose right? Like there are things that are predetermined. However, you still get to choose whether you accept that into your life, right? And whether you, so, so, so that's, I think that's a big part of it that we have to consider, you know, that, um, soulmates and twin flames and karmic relationships and what those mean and what that looks like, all are opportunities to propel us into deep personal growth, which is really the whole point of what we're doing here is to learn lessons and to exercise our souls. Mm, I don't yes. that's, that's how I see it. That's the whole point of this. Everything else, the number of jelly donuts I eat, the, like the people I say hi to, like all of it, like if it, if it doesn't influence my personal growth in some sort of way, then it doesn't matter. Really. It really doesn't matter. It's just a game. It's just, you know, the matrix. It's just playing the game of the matrix <laughs> until then. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, because that's why, you know, a lot of people are talking about how we are in the great awakening. You know, we're in people waking up consciously happening now with mm -hmm. everybody mm -hmm. being in quarantine and then people awakening to what's going on. And I think that's really exciting to all these people that are waking up spiritually. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Um, I was talking to somebody about, the, you know, in terms of the, the trends that we're going to start to see kind of blow up in the next five years mm -hmm. due to the pandemic and, you know, and just like where we are at as a society. And one of the places that you're going to see a big boom in terms of uh, economical growth is kind of the spiritual aspects of things, the emotional aspects of things, right? Like I think therapists are finally going to have kind of their day in the sun which is going to validate this thing that I've been saying forever, which is everybody needs a therapist, right? Everybody needs that support of some kind, whether that's a counselor, whether that's a therapist, art there, like it doesn't matter, right? We all need that outlet. And I think uh, you're going to see a lot more therapists bring in kind of that spiritually minded, that connection, that holistic delivery of healing and you're going to see a big boom in like people accessing things like Reiki and energy healings and buying crystals in doing mindset work, uh, mindfulness training, um, you know, looking at movement as medicine, 
that kind of thing. And, and you're going to see that big boom of that, which I'm so excited about because it's time we woke up. It's time. It's so time that as a collective, we woke up to what's actually going on. Mm, yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. I look back at my life and coaching combined with, I was seeing a therapist and then that led me to, I saw a sex coach for a year. And so mm-hmm. I think that both of those combined led me to where I am now, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. When people are feeling sad, I just say that that's a good opportunity. It's a good opportunity for you to release. It's a good opportunity for you to rewire. It's a good opportunity, right? That energy, it's a great opportunity for you to dive deeper, right? Because that's what it's calling you to, right? Whether you're in a relationship or not. And you're going to see people. Personal growth and development is going to boom in the next five years, guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what about, cause this is something I've noticed is what about the people that are just dealing with loneliness, depression, anxiety, can't get out of bed. What would you say to them? Because you and I were really high energy, mm-hmm. you know, talking about goddesses and orgasms and all that. And they can't even relate to that. Yeah. That, I mean, that's, I thank you for bringing that up. Like, cause mm-hmm. it can be really hard for that to be relatable, especially right now. Mm-hmm. Right. We, before okay one thing but especially right now because a lot of people are in that state and don't Mm -hmm. even know why or it's new for them they weren't expecting it and i call that i call it marshmallow brain right i call it and and like i call it like what we're doing right now for some people they're in this like fluffy world right it's like well i wake up i stay in my pajamas i sit in front of the tv all day I eat fluffy foods and I go back to bed because there's no sense of urgency or motivation or need to be or do anything, right? And when it comes to this kind of like lethargy that a lot of people, right, that a lot of people are facing and when they're looking at people like you and I who are high energy and we're like, hmm. Like orgasm and do this stuff. Trust me, it's really good for you. It's like riding a bike and it's going to ignite you into the power, right? Um, you know, I think what I like to say to those, say to people is do you want to be where you are? Right? Do you, because if you're okay with where you're at, then there's nothing I'm going to do or say that's going to change it anyway. Right? If, if you're going to just continue to stay in the pre contemplative or contemplative state of mind, or like, pre, you know what I mean? The pre contemplate and not move into any type of contemplative and to any type of action, then there's nothing really that I'm going to say that is going, I mean, I could say things that may trigger you, right? To, to be motivated, but, uh, Help me out here, Haley. What okay. am I trying to say? Well, I think it's because I'm, I'm glad we're bringing this up because that's something that I, um, I used to look at people like us and be like, because I went through a period where I couldn't get out of bed. I just was so depressed. So I think it's about honoring where you're at, but also realizing, okay, I've spent, for me, it was like months of, okay, you've spent months doing this. You're seeing your therapist. We're, we're making some progress. But mm-hmm. 
what can we change to get out of that? Because you can get stuck in that and then never get out of it. To come to self-realization. And then there's this person is in my life and I'm not going to let them fall into that pit. I refuse to, right? Mm -hmm. Have you ever been, I don't know, I don't know what your family is like, but, but my family, we talk about everything. We're like that loud family that shouts across her. Everybody knows everybody's business. Like, you know what I mean? And then I dated some, yeah, are you guys like that too? Yeah. Right. And then I dated someone who was like a very nice, lovely family. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but like, if there was ever a problem or something needed to be shift changed or, you know, something came up or whatever, they would just kind of sweep it under the rug and pretend it wasn't there and then just kind of like wait and see what happened. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what that, like, and I, I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. Like it was like, it was too much for me. You know what I mean? I need to be like dynamically loved. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so when it, so when it comes to my patients or my own family members or my friends, right. I do. And myself, I ask that question, well, who are you? And if you can't answer that basic question, then that is the biggest indicator to me that something needs to change, that you are not living your authentic best life because you don't even know what the life it is you're living. Mm. Yeah. And I'm glad you said that too, about the part of, yes, it's important to let people, you know, feel, go through whatever you're feeling, but then let's, let's move on from this. Cause I went through a period where I was like, I'm a functional depressed person. This is just going to be who I am. And then finally one, my one, my best friend who she's still my best friend today was like, stop saying that, you know? And then I was like, I'm fine, you know? And so it's like, you're okay, you know? And so I think it's so important to our self-talk because you, when you start to label yourself as that, you almost become that. Oh, goddess. Oh, my God. <laughs> Words are spells, right? Yes, yeah. So what I was saying is I was like, you know, words are spells. Mm -hmm. And if you continue to tell yourself that you're a functional depression, um, mm -hmm. functionally depressed, then you will be functionally depressed. However, on the days that you are no longer functioning, then you're just depressed. Right. I would almost rather say that I'm like, I'm a, a functional millionaire because then on the days that I am not functional, I'm at least still a millionaire in many ways. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love but, it. You know, <laughs> right. Because we believe what we speak and words are very, very important. And the one thing that happens when you work with me is because I believe very strongly in, in the power of languaging mm -hmm. um, and neuro-linguistic programming and how we are programming our mind. You know what I mean, unless you're taking an active approach, there's not really a lot of resilience being trained into you. You're just sustaining it, right? Mm -hmm. So we have to remove the word should because it's a menace to my society. I don't know. No, I agree with you on that. I think it's, um, well, I was listening to 432 Hertz last night. Yes. And just it. kind of, yeah, me too. I love all of that stuff. I'm a Pisces, so I'm like way deep in the, in the spiritual stuff. But I do think that the more and more I get into all this, the more I realize like, it's almost like we're being bombarded 24 seven by all of the 
you know, the news and the media and the, a lot of the music is degrading. And then if people are watching porn on top of that and mm -hmm. some of it's, you know, okay. But then a lot of it's like, that could be degrading. I don't know if you, however you interpret it, you know? And so yeah. I think it's really important for people to be careful what they're absorbing into their subconscious. Mm -hmm. Very careful, very careful because we're manifesting. And especially because of the, the, the rate in which the vibration is just lifting right now is that we are manifesting at, a crazy rage. Yes, we are. I am saying things and then they are appearing on my doorstep and I'm like, I don't even know how you got there. Like, what mm. is going on? Right? It's so we have to be very careful right now because our words are creating our words, our thoughts, our emotions are creating our realities. And we need to talk about that more because people just aren't putting that together mm. okay go into this because you're right like i talk about this sometimes and then i think people think i'm like if you're not in this you think be what we're talking about is crazy yeah 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 and, and like and go ahead continue to think that you're crazy and then you're gonna have a conversation with me and i'm gonna point out 10 different things that you have just said that is why your world is the way it is yes i agree with you mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Because every day, every morning I wake up with gratitude in my heart. I meditate. I put on my, either my biomineral beats or my high frequency music. I, I get into my healthy mind space, right? I'm grateful and thankful for this day. Every single day. I thank God, goddess, the universe for allowing me to breathe again today. And then I go in with my day. And it's that idea of when people say, oh, I'm having a bad day. Are you? Tell me about this bad day. Okay, go on, go on. Well, so then I woke, first I woke up and then the coffee spilt all over me. And then I said, oh, this is the worst day. All right, shitty start to my day. And then from there, you know, I stepped on one of the kids' toys. And then from there, you know, the server went down and blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm having a bad day. Well, what do you think the rest of your day is going to look like? If you, in that moment, from the first moment that you spilt that coffee on yourself, made a big mess. Mm -hmm. You said, well, now I'm having a bad day. How do you think vibrationally the world around you is going to respond? Because what you are putting out there is, I am having a bad day. No, you're not. You had a challenging two minutes. <laughs> right? It was just a little bit shitty. Like, it was, got, got a little hard for a second. Okay? Yeah. I got a little hard for a second. That doesn't mean you had a bad day. You just had a challenging two minutes. So then when the next thing happens, you are able to shift into that mindset of, okay, well, this is just another challenge that I need to face today. And I can do that because I face challenges every day because I'm alive, because I'm a human, mm. because I'm not just a blob that sits on her couch and is waiting for the world to come at her because that's not how this works. Right? Mm -hmm. So you can say, well, I, you know, I know about this and I know I can be this person. I'm this person. Well, then prove it. Because if you don't prove it, then I don't care. Mm -hmm. To be honest with you, right? And if you're going to continue to say that you're having a bad day, I'm having a bad day, I'm having a bad day. Well, then what do you think is going to show up for you other than a bad day? Right? If you keep saying, I'm poor, I'm broke, I don't have any money, right? I hear that a lot. I'm broke, I'm broke, I'm broke. Well, then... The universe is only going to respond by not giving you any more money, by not presenting opportunities. You are going to then tell your brain that you don't have the motivation to seek, uh, to seek other opportunities to create abundance and prosperity in your life. Right? Mm -hmm. 
have to shift the way we speak, right? And then when we continue to say, oh, you know, I, my partner's cheating on me, or he's a bad partner, or he's a bad guy, or she's, you know, she, what, what do you think is going to happen? I've seen it way too often when I see people saying things like, especially when they start, I don't understand these people. When they, people start a relationship, they're like, well, I'm in this relationship, but he's probably going to cheat on me. Mm. Or he probably is cheating on me. Or, you know, I'm going to be suspicious right off the bat. Goddess, what do you think is going to happen? And it's not to say that it's your fault, right? And I, and I want to take that kind of onus of accountability because it is not to say that it is your fault that that person chose those actions. Mm-hmm. However, you're really flirting with vibrations in terms of your own insecurity in the relationship that is going to manifest as other symptoms of challenge in your relationship. And you may subconsciously also support that attraction in your partner's life. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? You know? Yes, it does. No, I agree with you about that because I think that that is even more important. Well, it's really important every area of our life, but especially relationships because that's an area where people just crave the deep connection and to have a healthy, fulfilling relationship. And so I've noticed where if you get stuck in the, those patterns of keeping attracting the same type of person, you're the common denominator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know? what do you think the problem is because it's not them. <laughs> it's not like you. Like I went through a period where I was attracting really good looking guys, but all they wanted was sex. And so I was like, all right, girlfriend, we got to figure out what's going on here. Yeah. Yeah. I went through a period of time where all I was attracting was really hot guys um and then that we're having erectile dysfunction problems that happened for a little while there i was like what is this telling me about me right what is this what is this showing me and that's the thing that is part of that work that we have to start doing is starting to look at ourselves and everything that comes at us as a mirror Mm. yes yes right so how we choose to respond And the things that come at us are all mirrors to test us, to teach us, to show us, to challenge us, to choose. Because Mm. all this life is, is a series of choices. And there's no wrong or right. There just is. Yeah, I, you know, it's so funny. I was actually going to do, I'm probably going to do this after this call, a video on that, about how relationships are a mirror, because it's, uh, I'm realizing this more and more in my own life and with the people that I'm working with and, you know, the people I'm interviewing. And it's so powerful when you realize that because then you take your power back and you're not a victim in your relationships. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Friendships, personal relationships, right? Mm-hmm. So when I see someone on Instagram, for example, if I'm following someone and I saw someone tri- and it triggers me and I'm just like, mm-hmm. right? In some sort of way. The first question I ask myself is, what is the mirror? What, what is triggering me? Is it because I genuinely just like don't agree with what they're being, what, what is being said? You know what I mean? Is that part of it? Mm-hmm. Or is my un- discomfort revealing to me that maybe I'm not as, I don't know, as compassionate or kind or loving or, uh, or, uh, you know, sex positive or whatever it is towards myself. Mm-hmm. 
right? And so when your partners are triggering you and if you're, if you feel like your partner, I mean, there's abusive partnerships. Absolutely. Right. And, and, but sometimes our partnerships, you know, you might think your partner thinks you're stupid or something. Right. And then you continue to hold on to and carry that narrative. And if you're, if, if that is something that you're holding and you're feeling bad about yourself with, then you need to start asking yourself, why am I feeling this way? Right? What am I doing to shift this? What am I doing to enrich this? What am I doing to change this? And why am I accepting that narrative in my life? Whether that person is saying it to me or I am choosing to accept it, right? And why am I allowing that kind of language to come at me? Because unless that's your truth, if that's your truth and you want that to be your truth, then like live your best life. Right. But like, I don't know about you, but I don't want other people to write my narrative to my story. That's just not, that's not what I'm doing here. Mm -hmm. Right. So have all the opinions you want, but what you choose to digest and accept is going to be, you know, the, the life that you live. Yes. So what about, this just came to my mind too. Um, are you a big fan of future journaling? You know how they talk about like scripting where you write it out what you want as if you already have it. Yes. Love it. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so good. So what context are you talking about? I'm talking about relationships where, you know, say if someone's stuck in that cycle to get out of that, they can start reprogramming themselves with the future journaling. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I love that. Absolutely. Future journaling. Um, I also do this exercise called uh, the ideal relationship exercise where you like literally break down and get so specific with what kind of relationship you want to be in. And I love this exercise because I often find that when I get my patients to do this exercise, when they do work through the challenges of their current relationship or find a new relationship to be in, they're like, but it's, it's on the, it's on the, it was on my list. I'm like, Yeah, because that's how manifestation works. That's how the power of intention works, right? Once you can get clear on what you want, the universe has no other, has no other choice but to respond to it, right? Oh, I'm trying to think of a really fun example though of a thing that happened because I I love to play around with some of that manifestation stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and say things. And it's funny how you recognize when you don't get specific enough. So it's like, um, you know, oh, I, I want, I want a chocolate cake. I want a chocolate cake. I want a chocolate cake. Right. For example, right. I want a chocolate cake. Um, mm-hmm. and then, but if you're not like, I want a fresh chocolate cake on my kitchen table and to eat it for dinner with the intention of like loving my body, right. You might get a chocolate cake, come across an ad on your Instagram. You're going to be like, that's not what I meant. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I love the idea of future journaling, um, because it allows you to create clarity in what it is that you are congruently manifesting. Because it's what you want, therefore it's what you believe, therefore it's what you, the choices that you are making, whether consciously or subconsciously, are going to create for you. Mm. And, and I wanted to say, okay, so go into this real quick for the people listening. So yeah. with the ideal relationship exercise, 
Are you going, is it similar to future journaling where you're literally writing out as if it's already happening or like go into the details of that for people listening? Yeah. So, um, I do, I do. It, it has a future journaling kind of, uh, influence on it. So it's, you know, my partner is right. So especially if they're single, you know what I mean? So my partner mm -hmm. is compassionate. Um, he is kind. He has a big bushy beard. He has blue eyes. He likes to wear plaid. His favorite food is tacos. Uh, you know, he has a dog that loves me. He, um, you know, he likes listening to Mozart and you know what I mean? And, and it's getting that specific because it's just not enough, I think, to say, you know, I want a future relationship. Well, that's nice. What kind? You know, yeah. like, what, what, what are you what are you ordering up here? Right. It's a, like, I want a milkshake. But what flavor are you looking for? Right. Are you looking for the same lesson that you've been doing your entire life? Because that's easy. We can do that again. Right? Are you do you do you want that chocolate mess or are you here for some vanilla fresh? Mm. You know? Mm -hmm. Like what is it specifically? So that when you know that also, when you can get clear about that, then it is much easier for you to discern when the people that come at you, right, and do enter into your field, you can discern whether they're good for you or not. Right? I find that as, uh, so currently I'm single. So as a single woman, um, and I'm currently manifesting like a, my long-term relationship, like that's what I'm currently manifesting. I'm ready for that now. Mm -hmm. So it's been interesting because part of that lesson um, of my manifestation, and as a very highly sexual woman, I talk about sex all the time, right? Like that's what we do, right? <laughs> yeah. I kind of want it all the time, right? Uh, like you get it, right? Mm -hmm. so, um, so it's been interesting because a part of me, the like superpower, awesome feminist woman, you know, masculine side of me, to be honest with you, is very much like, yeah, you can have your husband, but why don't you um, have sex with these people in the meantime and learn, you know, and practice your sexy side and like do that, right? And what I noticed was that I can't do that. I can't, I can't have these relationships anymore because they don't mean anything to me anymore. So they don't leave me feeling fulfilled. The orgasms just aren't where they need to be. And instead, all I keep doing is, is absorbing their energy and then have a few days of having to fucking process it through me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because my intention is to find a partner, a life partner, a person to build that with. So if I keep making all these pit stops on the way of these delicious, you know, dicks on the way, <laughs> yeah. that, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That's not in my alignment. That is not what I am manifesting here. So it is going to deter me in ways. And I often find that when I make an allowance like that, right? then all of a sudden I start falling back into some of my unhealthy patterns, right? And, you know, I stop moving my body or I start eating like really bad or I start feeling bad about myself and my body image and doing all that stuff. But when I can just say and identify that this person's just here for sex, which is fine. If that's what, if that's this vibe that you are in, girl, get it, ride all those thrones, right? Like, you know what I mean? Do it. However, if you are trying to manifest your forever partner or you know your next long-term relationship whatever that means right then taking these pit stops on the way 
is just derailing you from your path because it's not what you want. And we all too often are flexible on going after our goals and what we want. There's a difference between compassion for selves and taking a break and then with completely being too flexible on on what we are trying to do here, right? It's like, well, I'll just take a pit stop here. Well, no, you're not going to take a pit stop because that pit stop then turns into a whole other adventure that leaves you there for the next couple of weeks. Mm. When instead you could have just said no and stayed on your path and allowed other blessings and opportunities to come forward for you. Wow, we're in a very similar place at the current moment. <laughs> this is so funny. Obviously, of course, because everything's a mirror. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because it's <laughs> so funny. Yeah, I feel you on that. I so, so feel you. And I also think it's about having faith and trust that he exists. I went through a period where I didn't think that the ideal person existed. So I did all the pit stops like what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's really believing like that person is real. Yeah. Did you ever in this process? So I know I found myself, uh, just a little bit of like self-disclosure here, right? I found a little bit of myself because I had that moment too, right? I had that. He doesn't exist. This is just, this is mm-hmm. just, I don't even know what that. And then other people reaffirm that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. They reaffirm it. They, of course they're going to reaffirm it because that's the vibration that you're putting out there. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. So of mm-hmm. course people are going to be like, no, he doesn't exist. You just have to find the one person that has the same amount of crazy as you and that you're just going to have to learn to be patient with for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. And I'm like, what? That, that's what everybody I know is already doing. And look at how bloody miserable they are. <laughs> right? Like, that's not, that's not what I want. That's not... That's not what I'm trying to, that's not what I'm doing all this work here for. That's not why I'm, pra- I've been practicing mindful abstinence for like six months now. You know what I mean? Like, and, and not, um, falling into those things, right? That's not what I'm doing here. I want this vision of the vision of the people sitting in the middle of like, you know, a terrace in Italy and eating warm olives and drinking wine and just blissfully in love with each other and with their lives and happiness and recognizing the sun is gorgeous and being in those moments. That's what I want. Mm, yes. So the pit stops in the middle, they might have great dick, but like, then what? Then what? Right. I got a great dick that doesn't quit either. Right. It's, it, it's rechargeable. It's cleanable and it doesn't talk back and it arrives on time. You know? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that funny? Yes. You can order my own dinner. <laughs> but really, no. I'm glad we're being so open and honest about this because you're right. So many women get stuck in that, and even for the men too, they get stuck in that too. Huh? So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I love my warriors. I love my warriors so much. Mm-hmm. And guys, you guys trust me. You guys have it coming to you. Mm-hmm. I promise you that the world is starting to shift and is going to shift mm-hmm. in your favor also, right? We just have some cleaning up we got to do in the me- yep. first in a little bit, right? Um, but yeah. Mm, okay, so where do you want to leave everybody with? 
Oh, God, it's where should we leave everybody? This has been, it's been like a really high vibe, like conversation here. Yes. Right? You know, like, some people are going to listen to this and they're going to be like, what was that about? <laughs> yes, and yes. Some, some people are going to listen to this and be like, whoa, that just like changed my life. So, you know, there's, there's lots of codes and energy and everything and all of the work mm-hmm. that we do when we are connected. So this is going to inspire somebody in the way that they need to. I know it. Um, But where I want to leave this with is if you are feeling disjointed or disconnected from your life, it's time. It's time to say enough is enough. It's time to make the phone call or make the appointment that you have been putting off. It's time to reach out and start to take the baby steps, start to take even one step today that is going to, trust me when I say this, ignite a series of miracles for you moving forward. And if you're looking to do that, call Haley. She's amazing. I love her already. Right. Mm-hmm. Call me, join one of my programs, join the sex for breakfast club, come and join a vibrant community of women where we are doing the work and staying connected and reach out. You can reach out to me on my website, carlincosta.com. I love Instagram. That's my place. So at carlin.costa. Um, and let's talk about what we can do and the choices that we can start to make to shift our lives to be these vibrant radiant people humans that we were created to be Mm. yes i love that and not dimming our light too you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. embrace that light girl embrace that light Mm, yes love everything about this conversation thank you so much for joining me everybody be sure to subscribe like comment share the podcast want to get the information out there And I will put all of your links below. Thank you again. All right. Thank you. Bye, everybody.